Blog Talk Radio. Stand involved. Um, 
staying a part of the conversation, and hopefully uh, you're finding these discussions useful and meaningful um, as we love to bring them to you on a week-to-week basis. And, again, folks, to get your thoughts, views, and opinion heard, that number again, 718-508-9533. You can press 1, and we'll certainly get you in. Love to hear what's on your mind. Love to hear what's on your heart. Um, as we have you along the journey and the ride, so to speak, um, happy Valentine's Day. Yep, 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 today is Valentine's Day, the day of love. What you say? What you say? L O V E. Right? What does Stevie say? These three words. So, what uh, What are you folks doing? It's uh, pretty snowy in Chicago. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're staying in. It's a pretty bad weather day. But um, we're going to have an um, interesting conversation today. Um, and I think it's certainly appropriate to talk about relationships and talk about love and. Um, Hey, are you guys celebrating uh, Valentine's Day? That sort of thing. Don't know if you're you've chose to sit this one out, or um, if in fact you um, are in a celebratory mood. Right? Not sure, but certainly let's um, have the conversation and let's see what's on your hearts and on your mind as we raise today's conversation. What is today's conversation? Let's at least get to that before I um, bring you guys in here on the phone lines. Today's today we're talking about good relationships. Good relationships involve how to speak of and speak to each other. Let's try that one more time. Good relationships involve how to speak of and how to speak to each other in a um, meaningful and a respectful way. That's what we're talking about today on MTAS. That's what we're talking about today on MTAS. And I'll get to the article that kind of uh, inspired today's conversation. Um, but, you know, we, we, we talk oftentimes about the importance of um, uh, meaningful, healthy, strong relationships within the community um, and how do we keep these relationships strong? How do we keep them thriving? How do we keep them healthy, right? Uh, because at the end of the day, um, strong families is a result of healthy relationships, right? And certainly um, strong relationships lead to strong communities and so forth and so on. It becomes a domino effect. But um, how do we keep these relationships strong, thriving, and healthy, Part of that, according to one article I want to share with you, involves how we speak of and how we speak to each other, right? Um, You've heard that um, words are powerful, that life and death is in the power of the tongue, and oftentimes we'll... Um, we we hear that and we'll use that from the standpoint of affirming ourselves and uh, things of that sort, making ourselves feel good about uh, who we are, what we are, and our life potentials and things of that nature. But how do we utilize that same concept, that same notion when it comes to relationships? So that's what we're going to talk about today on MTAS Radio. So I definitely want to keep, I want you guys to keep that in mind. Um, and think about a, cu- a number of questions here. One question here I want you guys to think about is, could the challenge of many relationships begin with how we choose to use our words? First point I want you folks to think about. Second thing I want you folks to think about is, what does it mean to affirm someone? And how best can we affirm, uh, how best can we use affirmation in our relationships and marriages and things of that nature, right? The last thing I want you guys to think about, maybe not lastly, but uh, we'll just stop right here before I go into this particular article, um, is how do we respond during difficult moments and what should we be mindful of um, when it comes to protecting our relationships, Look like there was a little typo there, but I'll correct it later. Again, 718-508-9533, 718-508-9533, press 1 um, to get your thoughts, views, and opinions heard right here on MTAS Radio. And um, I'm going to post this article to my page as well as the MTAS page. Here's a piece entitled, Valentine's Day isn't about love, it's about obligation. Hmm. 
Interesting, right? Valentine's Day isn't about love. It's about obligation. Um, in this particular piece, um, it says here, it says, most people agree that Valentine's Day is a good, if somewhat random, opportunity to shower love, loved ones with affection. At the same time, people also seem to resent the holiday's obligatory nature. I almost got twisted there. Obligatory nature. A survey of 6,400 people of the National Retail Federation found that fewer people are expected to participate in Valentine's Day this year. Those who do take part will drop $134 on the day's festivities. Interesting. Folks, this article was written roughly about two years ago, but I'm pretty sure the trend has um, continued. Um, maybe we'll find another recent article out there to kind of sort of illustrate the same point, because a lot of these trends are the same from year to year. Um, um, part of what this article talks about, in addition to what I just mentioned, it says here, for many, Valentine's Day show bowling just doesn't um, have the same excitement that, say, Christmas, din- Christmas dinner or surprise birthday does. Talks about this one associate professor of the University of Texas at Austin, um, it says here, has found that there's a significant number of anti-consumerism associated with the holiday. Shoppers may may spend maybe spending 13 billion annually on heart shaped boxes and flowers. I didn't realize that the numbers were that high, but um how about that folks? 13 billion annually on heart shaped boxes and flowers, but they're doing so out of duty, not devotion, according to this particular research. Um one of her respondents of this particular study says, well, it says, yeah, it says here, Valentine's Day is a way for retailers to get you to spend money in their stores. People get caught up in the BS, and I should not have to spend extra to show I care. My girlfriend agrees, but we both still spent plenty. <laughs> right, I guess it's still that um, um, the obligation that people feel to actually make purchases on days like this. Interesting point here, it says most 63% males and some 31% females feel obligated to give a gift to their partner for this holiday. Some couples discuss their frustration, yet they still buy. What's that all about, folks? If we, uh, if many of us feel like, ah, what's the what's the point? Um, I just have to go along and get along. You know, if you're in Rome, you do as the Romans, that sort of thing. Why do many of us still um, feel the social obligation to actually follow suit if, in fact, it's not about devotion or affirming our love and our commitment for each other, then what's the point? Why do we fall victim to the social um, the social pressure or the social obligation, if you will? Now, maybe you don't feel that way, but according to this particular piece, 64% of men feel that way and 31% of, um, of, of women feel that way. But what say you? Again, 718-508-9533, 718-508-9533, press 1. I'll certainly get you in. That's one point I wanted to um, – that's one article I wanted to share with you guys, so keep that in mind as we have today's conversation. But if that does not do the trick, if that does not affirm love, show love, and do all those good things when it comes down to love and healthy relationships and things of that nature, what does? How could we um, better have healthy relationships with one another, or what's more um or what can we do differently to have a greater impact or a greater influence when it comes down to um, healthy relationships and healthy marriages and things of that sort? Again, going back to the title of today's show, and here's the article that pretty much inspired today's discussion. This particular piece is called Why Speaking Well. Why Speaking Well of Your Spouse is So Important, right? If cards doesn't do the trick, if roses doesn't do the trick, if candy does not do the trick when it comes down to farming love, this guy says speaking well of your spouse or um, your significant other certainly uh, will, right? Five reasons you should get into the affirmation business today. I'll run through these points quickly before I bring you in on the conversation and we can discuss these points in greater details. It says here, number one, you get more of what you affirm. 
This is just human nature. It can be a form of manipulation if it's not genuine, but it can be a powerful way to motivate others when it is authentic. This works in the opposite, too. You're going to get more of what you complain about, right? So when we complain about each other and we see all the negative things about one another, who uh, people who we're in a relationship with, according to this piece, we begin to notice it more and get more of the same when we begin to um, only focus on the negative and things of that nature when it comes down to relationships. He says here, it poisons your relationship, all of them. Spouse, kids, colleagues, and so on. Next point this guy, this guy makes, he said, affirmation shifts your attitude. Words are powerful tools. They can create or they can destroy. They can build up or they can tear down, right? He talks about in this article about a pastor, his uh, former pastor, pastor of his um, who was in his 30. He said the guy was a dynamic preacher. He grew the church as a result of his gift and things of that nature. But he noticed that when this guy would be around his wife, they would always speak to each other in a very disparaging way, right, um, using all kind of um, um, negative ideas and negative thoughts and negative words towards one another and things of that nature. Years later, after leaving the church, he found out that the relationship did not survive and they eventually um, went through a divorce. He also gives the illustration of a guy who he used to work with um, who did just the opposite. Every time he will he would go into the office of this gentleman, he always would see this guy praise his wife and say great things about his lady. So um, he makes that distinction as he writes this particular article and he, as he began to explain to us and share with us the importance of using words to build up and not tear down. So I, I just had to actually pause there for a second because as I was making this point, as he says here, he said, think back to the pastor and his wife I mentioned above, which I just shared with you their story. It's easy to think, well, speaking poorly about one another was a symptom of something much deeper. Absolutely, he says. But it, but if we correct the externals, it can have a big impact on our inner life. We have a choice as we go through life. We can notice the positive or still the negative. If we focus on the positive, it will eventually bring our attitudes into alignment. What does this have to do with Valentine's Day and things of that nature? It has everything to do with it, right? If gifts doesn't do the trick, um, flowers doesn't do the trick, certainly um, being able to relate better to one another in terms of communication certainly does, and it, it will probably go further than the Valentine's Day gift. That's what we're talking about. Affirmation strengthens your spouse's best qualities. Third point he makes here. Fourth point he makes here, affirmation wars off temptation. Now, that's deep to me. He says, your reputation, family, friendship, job, finance, emotional health, legacy, even your soul, they can all go right out the window. He says when we begin to... Use words to build one another up, right? People up who we're in a relationship with. It also has the um, uh, the benefit of um, shielding or protecting one from temptation. It's almost like this: if you you know you're on a job, you know you have a business. And if you're always speaking um, of that job or that business in very positive in a very positive light or in positive terms, then it's probably you're probably not going to be looking for another job and saying all kind of great things about that job all at the same time. Uh, I think I just I read somewhere recently how the how the brain sort of works. It's hard to have um, two competing thoughts and have them both serve the same purpose in an effective manner all at the same time, right? You see, you know, you, you love your job. You you know it's the best job you ever have had, but at the same token, you you still flow on your resume. That doesn't quite um, typically that doesn't work that way unless maybe there are some money concerns and things of that nature. But then you're probably not loving the job if in fact the money isn't right. Who knows? I'm just talking here. I want to hear what's on your mind shortly here. Fifth point he makes affirmation provides a model to those you lead. Talk about the importance of um, how affirmation actually places you in a, um, a huge leadership position when it comes down to people um, seeing how you 
affirm people that's closest to you, right? If you're speaking negatively about the person you're in a relationship with, um, uh, that doesn't necessarily uh, bowl very well with, with many people, right? Um, because I, I guess at the end of the day, it's your choice. It was your choice. That's the person who you decided to be in a relationship with. So if, in fact, you're speaking of them in um, in a negative light, it doesn't necessarily reflect well on you, and it certainly doesn't help the situation. So great points. So as we have today's conversation, I'm going to come to the phone lines now, but as we have today's conversation uh, and address good relationships involved, how we speak of and speak to each other. I want to see what's on your heart. I want to see what's on your mind. Again, 718-508-9533. Press 1. I see we have a call calling in from 678. I'm coming to you now. What's on your heart? What's on your mind as uh, we have today's um, today's conversation? What are you thinking? Hey, John. This is Shawanda. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. How you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm doing well. Trying to make a dollar out of fifteen cents. You know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't spend it all in one place. Are you are you are you making are you adding on to the thirteen billion spend that takes place annually around um Valentine's Day? <laughs> no, I'm not. Actually no. Um Okay. Yeah, I, I would say maybe with a car, that's pretty much about it. Um been uh, listening uh, from the start of the show, and um, what's interesting is that, you know, growing up in um, a Christian church and, you know, and and very heavy into tradition, um, I think, you know, Valentine's Day has become so commercialized where a lot of people, if you were to ask, do they even know the history behind Valentine's Day, they probably couldn't tell you. Because the reality okay. of it is, is that it really didn't have anything to do with the exchanging of cards and candy. Um, it's very traditional, um, more so of a man-made or a transition into a man-made holiday versus what it's truly about. Um, mm. Some of the history that I'll just share real quick is that, um, to sum it up, there was a priest who uh, took strong uh, stances on Christian marriage. And he was executed and decapitated for his belief. Um, and so uh, there's, you know, celebrations, um, of, you know, in different uh, religions that actually have feasts to commemorate uh, the memory of what this person stood for. But where there's somewhat of uh, the romantic twist where legend or history has it is that um, during this time uh, before uh, he ended up being executed, um, there was a, a young lady or something that um, he had healed or have prayed with, and that um, the last word, and, and he, I, I believe, loved this person, but um, went right before he died, supposedly he left a letter that said, from your Valentine, so or mm-hmm. before he was executed. So, um, you know... <laughs> I don't know if the way how we see and how we celebrate Valentine's Day in reference to that, you know, because I really don't see how the exchange of cards and candy and telling, you know, someone, you know, on one particular day that you love them when there's 365 days a year. Um, You know, I mean, just in my opinion, you know, if you're going to affirm your relationship or truly love the person that you're with, it should not be one day out of the year where you're, you know, affirming your love for that person. It should be something that's done, you know, as part of the relationship and all the time. So it sounds like you're of the um, 30% of women who kind of, if you give in to the um, the celebration that you're doing so out of obligation there, huh? not necessarily, um, you know, not the devotion aspect. Um, I will say that, I mean, the reality of it is, is what woman doesn't like cards and candy, you know, or flowers or, you know, to feel wanted and appreciated, you know, but it shouldn't just be that I feel this way one time out the year. Um, It should be a feeling, you know, that throughout the relationship and where it's a give and take because it shouldn't just be one-sided, you know, it should be, you know, both people affirming each other, which is what brings the true value to the relationship, 
and not just me saying, oh, I love you, here's a card and candy, when I could have been a you-know-what all year long. Now this one holiday comes along, and now it's supposed to change things. You know, I, I just think that our interpretations or following tradition um, is, you know, is pretty much, you know, the norm. We have the holidays, Christmas, you know, New Year's, Valentine's Day, and so forth, and pretty much sometimes in relationships, that's the only time people affirm their love for the person that they're with, through a Christmas no. gift, through a New Year's celebration, or through Valentine's Day or a birthday. No when doubt, we should be no commemorating doubt. our relationships, you know, not just through the giving of gifts, but through the givings of encouragement. I heard you mention earlier about, you know, affirming, you know, uh, each other. You know, how many times do we actually encourage each other or even hold each other accountable to push towards our hopes and our dreams? You know, if if there's an ambition that somebody has, you know, I should be affirming them, encouraging them, motivating them. You know, to me, that's the the biggest gift I can give somebody versus a car or materialistic things because the reality of it is internally and consciously these are the things that motivate us. So why don't I give you something that can last or penetrate you in a different way versus me just stimulating you, you know, visually with some gifts and some candies that will give you temporary satisfaction when I can get commemorate you and affirm you and give you more of satisfaction that way. It's, it's, that, there you go, absolutely. And I think that's part of what um, uh, Michael Hyatt talks about in the article that I, I shared, why speaking well of your spouse is so important, even more so than uh, maybe a Valentine's Day gift. Now, he didn't say all of that, but I'm saying all of that, given that today mm-hmm. um, is uh, today we are celebrating Valentine's Day, the day of love, whatever, that words that we use towards one another could go a lot further than the gift that we give um, one day out the year. And, you know, again, he talks about, I mean, his, his first point, you know, you get more of what you affirm, right? You get more of what you affirm. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about, you know, um, relationships being challenged, relationships um, struggling and things of that nature, do you would you say that part of the challenge may begin with how we choose to speak to one another, the words that we choose? What's, what's your thoughts about that? How how important is it uh, for us to uh, speak well of each other and speak properly to to, to one another? It's funny. Um, I know that you know a lot of times you hear. Um, when people see you, they should see your spouse so or your partner, you know, especially if you've been in a, a long committed relationship. So a lot of times, you know, you're a representation of your relationship, just like, you know, with your parents, you know, you mimic certain things, you know, you look like them, you know, and so um, the way how you, you're raised or even how you speak of your parents, you know how the saying goes, how a man treats his mother is how he'll treat his, you know, his wife or his girlfriend. But sometimes that's not exactly true <laughs> you know so um it's, it's it's just true though you know the words that you put out there carries life you know and it's either going to build up edify encourage or it's going to tear down you know and sometimes if you're speaking ill of the person that you're with and you're and, and this is all people see because sometimes keep in mind that if you have a healthy relationship sometimes that's the only thing people will see in terms of a solid foundation for either going forward in marriage or even a solid relationship. Sometimes people, you know, they're so all over the place, they could have seen, you know, been a part of a uh, bad, uh, abusive relationship or saw their family or family members suffer from the hands of domestic violence or something. And then when they see your relationship, they could see like, wow, you know, that's something that I would like to strive for, you know, because I see that it can work. You know, but if you're, you know, but if you're constantly speaking ill and, you know, not edifying, you know, people be like, man, well, why are you with us? Or why are you with him? You know, it seems like, you know, every time, you know, they come around, if you're constantly saying negative things, then, you know, what does that say about you? And why are you in that relationship? You know, um, I'll yeah. share a personal story real quick. Um, I was in, um, prior to me getting married, um, I was in a five-year relationship with someone And honestly, you know, in that five years, there was not anything really positive to say. 
you know, and so I will have friends and different ones say, well, man, you know, every time you turn around, you know, I, why are you guys still together? You know, and I would say, well, you know, I, I love them. I see the potential, you know, and I'm still being hopeful, you know, but sometimes, you know, you have to know when to end things. You know, in that relationship, I had someone that spoke, you know, to me in very demeaning terms, you know, was pretty much verbally abusive. And in terms, I'm trying to take the Christian route because how I was raised in, in respect to let me continue to be positive, let me be optimistic, let me try to persevere and push beyond that, you know. And so the reality is that does more damage than good because, this person is draining me of my positivity, of my ambition, you know, and when you have a leech like that and they're sucking everything out of you, eventually what happens is the positivity, the ambition starts to fade away and you end up in a tug of war with them, which is a damaged relationship, and now all of a sudden, you know, everybody's doing their own thing, you know, there's infidelity or certain things that takes place in a relationship, and then it comes back to the blame game. You know, so right. words carry power. Words carry, you know, uh, they, they affect people. You know, I remember I heard a pastor say that words can work like a sword. You know, either you're going to cut a person, you know, and, and when you cut them, sometimes it's going to kill them or it's going to wound them so bad where they can never get beyond the wound. You know, so you have to be careful in terms of how you speak of your spouse or your partner, you know, the words that you put out there, because remember, what you put out there is a reflection of you, in a sense. Yeah, and that's pretty deep, and I appreciate you um, sharing that that personal, um, you know, part of your personal story and your personal journey um, towards love and recovery, I would say. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. But interesting enough, um, certainly – you know, um, what's real is that certainly there, you know, relationships present challenges. I mean, they all, they all do, right? They all do. But it's when no, it's in those difficult moments, doing those challenging moments, doing those times in which there's certainly um, there's some need of things changing or things um, needing correction, if you will. According to this guy, it's best to use um, positive effort affirmation to change the behavior that you that you find a problem, right? He said, have you ever mm -hmm. noticed that when someone praises you, you want to repeat the behavior that caused it? Um, it's just human nature. Now, I don't necessarily know if that means that we should ignore some of the challenges, but it's certainly... Uh, I think he's certainly suggesting that we should not only focus in on the problem or what's wrong. We should certainly put forth the effort to find out, well, what's right about this situation, right? Because uh, mm -hmm. certainly we don't live in a uh, we don't live in a in, in a world, or we won't ever find ourselves involved in relationships where there's no challenges. But I think the point that he's making here is that we should try to discipline ourselves to look for the positive things and affirm those things within that person because by doing so, um, it would make them want to do more of what's, what, what's right. Can you relate to that? I will say that if the person, sometimes you have to evaluate your relationship because, yes, you can speak, you know, um, positive affirmations, you know, to a person, the reality of it is is that each person equally has to bring a certain a level of um you know uh stability and security and certain um things to make the relationship work you know it can't be one sided you know you can uh it's almost like you know being in a relationship where you're dealing with somebody who has been just so damaged where no matter what you say to them it may not be able to really pick them up you know, I think that when people come to the relationships or whether you're in a relationship or you're not, you have to be able to, one, speak life and goodness into yourself and be positive. And if that's a part of who you are, you're going to connect with a like-minded individual, you know. So it shouldn't be something that you have to bring to the relationship to help 
you know, almost give a lifeline to somebody to help bring them, you know, bring them back. No, this should be a part of, you know, when you're, if you're looking for somebody or if, it's, or if you're in a relationship, these are the things that should come along with that. Who wants to be in a relationship, you know, with a, a, a nagging person who's always nagging and negative and things like that? Why would I want to always have to keep speaking positive to that person? Because eventually their negative demeanor, you know, is going to eventually suck, suck the life out of me. You know, which is you know, the direction of the relationship? You know, it's interesting about what I hear you say, Shalada. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Who wants? Who's signing up for that position? Who's signing right. up for that job? But here's what I. But here's here's um, here's what I would suggest. Um, you know, most most of us are are broken. Most of us have issues. Yep. You know, we're not these uh, perfect little individuals who come to the table and uh, and don't have um, uh, and everything about us is just rosy, right? So right. the reality of it is, I think what he's suggesting is suggesting is that if we want these relationships to last, if we want them to be meaningful, then we have to be willing to do the heavy lifting and do the hard work of affirming people, of affirming one another, Actually, speaking I, positive I would, things into their life. I would agree, but I would say that if that's the case and you're, you, because we are broken, what ends up happening is that sometimes we either end up relationships prematurely and we'll work and we're trying to, you know, play catch up and mature during a relationship. And a lot of times we don't give um take the time to deal with the the damage or the abuse or the mistreatment that has impacted us. You know, and so we try to move forward through the relationship and then that person who we could be with, they may not have had to deal with the same issues and things that we've dealt with. But guess what? Because they care and they see the value in that relationship, they're going to affirm and they're going to, you know, uh, believe that, you know, we can kind of work together. I would tell that person, you know, which I, I've been, I, I, I don't put advice out there unless I take it. If you're at that point of being damaged and you know you can't speak good or do anything like that, go see a therapist. That's what they get paid for. You know, take the time to try to figure out where you have gone wrong or why you keep going down the same paths in terms of your mistreatment of someone. Because if you're constantly doing those things where you're constantly negative and you're speaking negatively like that, then sometimes we have to do some self-reflection because keep in mind, we're hurting that person. And that's a person who we say that we love and that person loves us back, but we're hurting them. So sometimes we have to, you know, just kind of do a self-check and sometimes it's okay. Go to couple therapy, you know, go see a therapist you know, or a counselor or something. Work through some of those issues because sometimes we carry so much baggage into relationships that we never get a chance to unload. So now we into these new relationships where we're bringing on tons of baggage. And that person may either have very little or even no baggage. And then what happens now, our baggage becomes their baggage, and because we're together, they're, they're trying to, you know, they're coasting with us. You know, and then you have to yeah, ask, or certainly don't know how to deal with it, right? Right, right. Yeah, or certainly don't know how to deal with it. Right. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. I certainly don't necessarily have the um, the experience or the information to properly um, address many of those concerns or deal with it. But um, hey, love suffers long, and love endure all things. So I've been told. But keeping that up, keeping that thought in mind, um, what, what what's your thoughts? And I'm going to move on to the conversation here. What's what, what's your thoughts about? Um, uh, public display display of affection. What is it called? PDA. Because um, this guy he talks about um, the importance of publicly aff- affirming your significant other, your wife, your husband, your spouse. Right, doing these things publicly that that tends to um, cause your attitude to shift. He says, "I believe most people have a drive to align their actions and their attitudes with their words." Right. If we start speaking well of someone, you start believing what you say. Um, and he was talking about the pastor piece again. You know. So he says here. He says, but if we correct the externals, right? That's that whole public display of affection. That might be an external move. He said it can have a big impact 
on our inner life or our private life. Do you agree with that, or do you see his point how publicly uh, affirming your significant other, it could have a huge impact as to what happens privately, or do you think that we can do a whole lot of fronting in public? (laughs) Are you still with me? I don't know if I lost you. Uh, what, Shalana? I don't know if I lost you. But seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. I probably did lose you. So if I did, um, definitely call back in. Folks, we're having a very interesting conversation today. We're talking good relationships involve how we speak of and how do we speak. To each other I don't know what happened to Solana there But um, I'm sure she'll call back in But call I see you there um, 312 If you're still holding the line uh, What's your thoughts about what you're hearing So far as we talk um, Love As we talk communication The power of words on Valentine's Day What say you Hello Hello What's on your mind um, no, just listening and actually getting some insight on uh, some things that Shalonda was saying and yourself was saying, the gentleman in the art, um, article was saying about just this time of year, this day where people are celebrating their relationship and their commitment to one another. Good stuff, good stuff. So I, I don't know how long you've been holding the line or what you what insights you, you've, you've gathered. Uh, I believe before Shalonda dropped, dropped off i was um i was asking her her thoughts about public display of affection and connecting that to what uh michael michael hyatt says here in terms of how these external um actions how they could have a huge impact upon our internal life or our inner life or our private life do you tend to see things from that standpoint as well and he's strictly saying how when we do these things publicly um we want to align our our actions to what we're um, doing publicly. In other words, publicly, this is who I declare I am. So privately, I'll try to mimic what I'm doing publicly as well. Do you kind of buy into that thinking, or or, or what? Actually, I don't. Um, I'm pretty private as far as I can really care less about, you know, publicly. And it's probably what people actually think of with my relationship or what I am in my relationship. As far as saying things out loud, I can understand the affirmation. Some things they tell us to say things out loud in order for our for our, our consciousness to catch on to what we're saying. The affirmation, quoting good things to yourself, saying good thoughts. To me, have to, if you have to... I think it's just a part of it. I don't see that being the one thing. I just see that probably being something partly. But sometimes people can go overboard and it can go a little too far. And every time you turn around, like personally, I'm not into PDA. I'm not a PDA type of person. I don't have to show my affection to the entire world to prove to whoever the person I'm with and that person I am with that how much I love him. That's just me. But anybody else, if you choose to do so, that's fine. But personally, it's not necessarily, I don't, I think it's just a part of what you need that in your life in order to do such things to affirm yourself, then that's what you do. Mm. So you can see how others could benefit from those efforts and how so? If it works for them. If it works for them. If that means that they're the type of person that have to necessarily promote, pump themselves up in some way or to say it loudly and yell it out and let everyone know and and that's the best way for them possibly to be to be able to show and be able to continue to build their love for that individual, then that's what you need to do. We can't always assume because it's not what we would necessarily do that because that is not our need, but it can't be someone else's. Mm, great point, great point. Uh everything that works for um me may not work for others, and uh, vice versa. I, I totally get that. I totally get that. If you can hold a phone line, I'm definitely going to come back to you as we have today's uh, important conversation, in my estimation, because relationships matter, um, and it certainly leads to um, healthy families and things of that nature, all the things that um, I'm for, and I'm sure you are too. Good relationships involve how we speak of and speak 
to each other. So I believe you're back with me. Um, I don't know how much of that last question you heard, but uh, I believe Stephanie kind of picked back up mm-hmm. on it um, uh, about the whole public um, display of affection component to what this gentleman was talking about. And he and he and, and Stephanie, she, she sees things a, a tad bit different, but she certainly, from what I can gather, Stephanie, help me out if I'm wrong, she certainly sees the advantages and the benefit of um, taking that approach. It might work for some individual, but uh, what's right. your thoughts about that? Because he says here, um, if we correct the externals, right, um, it has a big impact, or it can have a big impact on the internal life so what we do publicly you know some people don't like it but for others it's like you know what that's a that's a big thing to do it's a big thing for me to show that i love you it's a big thing for me to let the world know that i love you and according to him to some degree it might have an impact upon your private life as well what's your thoughts about that um, you know, sometimes I think, you know, it, it just depends on the individual. I mean, my husband is not the mushy type, you know. Um, I mean, we have no problems holding hands in public or anything like that, you know, but sometimes I think it could be overboard because the reality of it is is the person showing this display because that's what it is. Sometimes it can be just that a display, you know, and I think before you can start externally, I believe that you need to start internally, because what you do internally will then affect the external, you know, and your relationship is about you and that individual, not you and your neighbor or your best friend or whoever else, you know, or the world. That's between you and your partner or whoever you decide to be with, you know, and whatever you do, that's your business. You know, if you want to show the world that you love each other, fine. I mean, I see a lot of people on Facebook that post all types of things, you know. They both they they post both positive and negative things, you know, they aired a dirty, dirty laundry, you know, about their partner or something. I actually had a cousin that did that, that actually posted the, the, the uh, video that she found on her phone of her boyfriend after she spoke so well of him that she was so in love with him, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I do feel as though that there should be a line drawn, you know, keep, it's your relationship. It's personal, you know, and what you do for each other, that's between you and that individual, you know. If you want to share it, fine, you know, but if, everything should not be put out for display, um, especially if it's, you know, if it's fake. You know, because sometimes, and sorry to say this being a woman, I could look at both sides, you know, whereas, oh, now you want to, you know, show the whole world, you know, you care about me, especially like on one holiday, you know, but then throughout our relationship, you know, you, you barely talk to me, you barely do anything for me or anything like that. But now on Valentine's Day, I'm the queen, you know, so, I mean, that can be both a positive and negative, you know, but at the end of the day, it's to each his own. You know, I'm, I, it's okay for me. I'm just not all, you know, for it. Um, I just think that something should be a little personal and private between you and that individual. No, I, I definitely get you, and uh, I think Stephanie was kind of making that same point, that uh, if it worked for you, it worked for you, and um, it's not certainly discounting um that for others, I mean, I saw the same thing. I didn't, I didn't post anything that was reflective of my relationship today, but I saw others do it, and I applaud that, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm about um, if that if that reflects the health of uh, your relationship, if that reflects the um, I don't know the the height or the pinnacle of your love, I'm for that, right? I'm, I'm not telling. And John, I'm, if I'm, I can I'm just not, chime in real quick and say this. Yep. You know, when people take that next step to get married, you know, the display, and I remember when uh, Bishop, when uh, I used to sit in on so many weddings, you know, your ring is a, is a, is public display. You know, that lets the world know that you are committed to somebody. You know, it doesn't have to, be, you know, it's not anything that is negative or, you know, something that's showing some type of, physical, you know, a hug or a kiss or anything. But to me, this is the best display of affection that the world can see, that you are committed to another person, you know. And to me, at the end of the day, um, it's, it's between you and that person, but that's what the ring symbolically represents, you know. So I just wanted to throw that in there because sometimes we get so caught up in the physical you know, uh, terms of public display when, in fact, something as simple as a ring spells volumes. You know, it sends a, 
a different message, but people tend to forget what the rings truly symbolize. You know what, and and, and I and I and I'm with you, and I and it makes complete sense what I hear the both of you ladies saying, but I don't necessarily want to um, um, lose or diminish the point that this guy is making by way, and I don't think I don't think any of us are, but I definitely want to actually um, highlight some of the advantages that I see in what this guy is saying. Like one of the just the whole point of just affirmation, period. You know, affirmation, um, that's just a, to me it's po- it's positive acknowledgement, right? When you can positively acknowledge that, you know what? You're doing a great job. You know, I appreciate mm-hmm. you. I love you. I respect you. I don't know where I would be without you, that sort of thing. I think that's a good thing, right? That That, that is a positive thing. And with, however you do it, if it, you do it on February the 14th every year, if you do it on February the 1st, it doesn't matter. I think the point is that you do it because this guy article has nothing to do with Valentine's Day. It has everything to do with the importance of affirming each other, the importance of Uh using words uh, wisely, Mm -hmm. choosing words wisely and things of that nature. He says here, his fourth point here, Solana, he says that um, affirmation wards off temptation as well. He said your reputation, your family, your friendship, job, finance, emotional health, legacy, even your soul, they can all go out the window. So what's your thoughts about that when he says that affirmation wards off temptation? That's interesting to me because it's almost like I can't think positive and negative about you at the same time. I think Smokey Robinson had a song, How Can You Be Daylight and Darkness at the Same Time. But that's for another time. That's for another time. That's for another show. So talk to me. Oh, my Lord. Um, Words carry power, but at the same time, it is based on the individual, you know, Uh and if that individual is sincere and true with their words, you know, and Mm. sometimes they're just that, words. Actions speak louder than words. You know, and that's why, you know, when Smokey said, you know, hey, yeah, the daylight can penetrate through darkness, you know, because at the end of the day, what's stronger, you know? And so words carry that much power. You know, words can be both light and dark, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, in terms of war and temptation, you know, <laughs> I just look at it as it depends on the individual and how they are, you know, how you're perceived, how you want to be perceived. You know, because sometimes, you know, you got a lot of fake individuals out there where, yeah, they're saying these nice things, which is kind of like how a lot of relationships are, you know, where, you know, uh, I mean, not to put men down or anything, but a lot of times, you know, my experience would be, yeah, they say the right thing, but then when you're in a relationship, it's totally different. You know, so the same thing can go in terms of warding off temptation. You know, yeah, you can say the things, but how is it validated? Where's the validity in it? You know, do you stand behind your word? Or I remember one of my clients used to say, your word is your bond, you know. So if you're going to put something out there and, and it's going to be very powerful and it wards off temptation and everything, then that tells me a lot about that individual, you know. But you have to mean it and be sincere about it and act on it, you know, because without the action, it's no, there's, it's no power. There's nothing but words. I think I think what you're saying is powerful, and I think what he's saying is powerful. But I also would say that what he's saying takes a great deal of effort too, because it, I'm not opposed to the effort. I'm pretty sure anyone who believes in um, you know a healthy relationship and understand mm-hmm. the importance of anything that we're talking about certainly gets his, get get it as well. I think the point of the matter is that you have to take out the time to find people and the person that you're in a relationship with doing things right, right? Yeah. It's, I think I was talking to Stephanie earlier, and I think, Stephanie, maybe you can speak to this. She was saying how easy is it for, it's easy for us to see the negative. It's easy for us to yep. see the bad. It's easy for us to see the wrong. And what this guy is saying that, no, take out the time and find that person doing something right and focus in on that so you can get more of that. That doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that you ignore what's wrong, but but probably if you see allow what's going what's going well to become bigger, maybe that that part that's not so good may it might not be as important over time, or it might diminish right. in terms of its scope of importance. If you if, if you follow me here, 
Right. And, John, if I can just say this real quick, it should be consistent. You know, if you're going to be feeding life or positivity into somebody or affirmations, it should be consistent, you know, um, not just one time out the year. It should be a part of your relationship, you know, and it should be where that person is feeding life into you and help motivating you to want more and vice versa, you know. Once again, it shouldn't be one-sided because when somebody is constantly giving of themselves and they're saying the things, you know, they're doing the things, they're, they're acting, you know, they're putting the positive affirmations out there, and in turn the other person is just reaping that and not reciprocating, then once again you're back at ground zero, you know, because that person also needs to feel that same, you know, that um, the, the positive words, the affirmations, you know, so that they can know that, okay, what I'm saying isn't going void, you know, that you're also feeding life into that person. It's a two-way street, not just one-sided. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, if you're still with us, I know you've been on the sideline there, but if I can raise this question to you because I hadn't heard from you in a while there, but definitely want to um, hear more from you. Uh, what does it mean from your estimation to affirm someone, and how can we best practice affirmation in our relationships with um, to one another, not just um, a romantic relationship? I think the same is true when it comes down to children and also um, people who we work with as well. I think the same principles apply. I personally think that to, to not always look at society as being your reasons to voice you, who you love and who you care about, you shouldn't tell them. It's as simple as that. It's let them know. Because we have to learn that the world don't need to know what's going on between the two of you because mm-hmm. it will be, it will show regardless. It will show, You can tell, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but you can tell a couple that's been together for a long time and how they interact with one another. And they don't have to say nothing to anyone else. You just know from the way they are and the way they talk to each other, the way they have fun with each other, whatever. You yep. just see it. They don't have to. And I was saying, whatever happened to the days before Facebook and Instagram and all these social medias which connects us to the rest of the world, what did they do to be able to they go into church and rev about their lives? Did they go to family functions and wear shirts and say, I'm with him and She's with her, I mean, she's with her or whatever. Did they do any of these things because they have to prove the rest of the world how much they love each other? What did they do? No, they told each other. I think as long as that person knows the truth about how that person feels, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I was told a long time ago that a friend of mine, she's always make excuses for a guy. And her guy was, apparently he wasn't as attractive as she probably would have thought her taste would be attracted to or be wanted to be with. And she kept talking about it. Every time she said, girl, but I'm letting you know, my friends and I, I'm letting you guys know he's not that attractive. And we just kept looking at the one another and we said, hold up, answer this question for me. Does he treat you nice? Do you smile when you're around him? Do you feel good when you're around him? She gave us all these great answers of yes, yes, yes. Then who cares if he's, if you if we believe he's attractive or not. It's not meant for us to believe he's attractive. It's not meant for us to believe he's this. We just want to make sure that you're cool with who you chose. And as long as you're cool with who you chose, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. So you don't have to put yourself in a situation where you have to validate anything to yourself or anybody else because they have already told you and you are able to say, that's what I chose. Well said, well said. I'm glad you said it. So on in 30 seconds, what, um, from your estimation, what does it mean to affirm someone and how do we, how can we best practice affirmation? I would say just keep it real. You know, um, be positive, speak life into each other. Um, you know, learn to uh, build on what you guys share and the things that, you know, you may not have in common. Learn to even build on that, you know. Um, see the good in everything and even in the negative things, learn from it. Learn to talk to each other. No matter how bad you may feel or embarrassed, know that the purpose in life is to have a healthy relationship. And in order to have a healthy relationship, you got to keep building. You got to have dreams. You got to have vision. You know, and I would keep telling people, speak life into each other because that's the only way to live. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Folks, we had a very interesting conversation today. Good relationships involve how we speak of and how we speak to each other. Join us each and every week 
5.30 Central Standard Time by calling 718-508-9533. Again, 718-508-9533. Folks, keep in mind, MTAS is an organization that believes in community involvement, collective efforts towards intellectual enrichment, the community in which we live, society in which we reside, is the community and society that we create. I am responsible. You are responsible. We are able to respond. Remember, millions of Americans are currently at risk of losing their life insurance protection or living without protection to begin with. If that is your situation, jot down this number, 773-881-9555. Again, 773-881-9555. Remember, this hour is being brought to you by John Green's Agency of American Family Insurance. Do not hesitate to leave your name and your email on at johngreen.info. Again, that's johngreen.info. And until next week, continue to be good to yourselves.